every episode starts with you saying, um. <laughs> and then we start talking. Um, see? Um. Um. Am I not food? Should we just start right away? Yeah. Welcome to Pancake Town, the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. We haven't done that in a minute. Right? Now we're, we're like trying to be appropriate mm-hmm. or professional or whatever. Um, we're eating non-gluten-free cinnamon rolls from Trader Joe's because Michelle is really busy this week getting prepared for Porter Flea in Nashville. And Trader Joe's didn't have any gluten-free muffins. I know. Fuck you, Trader Joe's. <laughs> is that our is that our, <laughs> un, our unpaid advertisement yeah. for Trader Joe's? This episode is brought to you by Trader Joe's. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> there wasn't even a mix for something It's so weird. Because I had, like, plan A was obviously to get the gluten-free muffins that are always just sitting there. Yeah, always. that no one buys. Right. Except you. Right. I've never yeah. had them, but, you know, you have- that's what I was going to break down and just oh, do that. Oh, you got cupcakes last time. That's what Yeah. That was what was. Um, uh, so once I realized they didn't have them, plan B was, oh, maybe they have, like, a mix, because I know they have, like, pancake mix Did and have anything? Shit. Nothing. And, um, I didn't, like, have recipes on me that I could buy ingredients for, and I was already, like, six and You're like, last night. getting these cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I'm like, okay, plan C is just getting something. So fuck, go fuck yourself, Trader Joe's. However, they do now have gluten-free fresh pasta, like, near the, oh. um, like, ravioli, fresh ravioli section. I didn't get it because we're leaving for four days, but... That's, I don't know. I just think of Trader Joe's as one of those places that has, like, kind of, like, I guess you'd call it alternative foods. They don't have that much. And they've been out of their frozen gluten-free pizza crusts for months, mm. which I don't usually buy because I like to make my own. Because I cook but, things. <laughs> but shit's busy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying harder to let go of some stuff. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, like... No. Since last week's episode. Absolutely. I think that that episode kicked us all in the butt a little bit. It really did. At the same time, um, I made my list. You did? Well, mentally. Oh. I didn't make my list. Actually, shit. I meant to do this before we turned it on. I thought it'd be cute if we, like, both hand-wrote our lists and then we posted them. Like, Behind the Instagram scenes. or something. When we talk let's about, let's make a photo shoot. Um, uh, <laughs> no, we should do that. Uh, but baking slash cooking would, is, is, is on your, my list. Yeah. And I took the time to bake bread yesterday so that we could pack sandwiches to bring with us to Nashville, which will save us tons of money. Where are you staying in Nashville? Um, near the airport. In a car? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not staying downtown. You're staying in a hotel? I'm just staying in a cheap hotel near the oh. airport because I don't know if this is going to be lucrative right. or not. Yeah, so absolutely. the whole plan was I've only we really have heard, to stay somewhere I've only cheap. heard good things about this show. Yeah, no, I know, but like... But yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, I can't spend the money on staying somewhere cool downtown. Yeah. When we also had to rent a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be some food costs. I can't bring enough food for us to right. eat for four days in our tiny cooler. But I am packing six sandwiches. <laughs> and we have a ton of snacks. Which you'll probably eat, like, just on the drive there. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do this on the cheap. Well, yeah, because, I mean, even when you know a show is going to be good, you still try to cut corners as much as you can because then your profits are bigger. Yeah, this isn't like a fun vacation. Yeah, you're not going to hang out in Nashville for a week. No, we're staying in a La Quinta. Ooh, La Quinta. Because they have a microwave and refrigerator in the room, which means that we can go to the grocery store and eat grocery store food. They also, I believe, (laughs) if I'm remembering... They have free breakfast. My, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, they have free oh, breakfast in the morning. Oh, I've eaten some La Quinta free breakfast. Fuck yeah. I, this one, I've looked at... God, now I'm admitting how weird <laughs> I am. I looked up photos I think we've got it. Far beyond worrying about whether to, or not people think we're weird. <laughs> to look at their breakfast room to see what they have in the red reviews. And it oh. sounds like they don't have the like full good breakfast. It's oh. like muffins... The one that Boxes I stayed at in Tucson had like eggs and bacon and mm. shit and like And a guy that makes you a waffle? Um, I think you have to make your own. But like it was enough. Um both Monica and I don't eat gluten. Yeah. So we like piled our It was enough plates other up. things. Yeah. That, like yeah. we ate that every morning we were there. Um saves money. Free breakfast. Heck yeah. Um I'm feeling really sensitive about mm, the table noise I'm making because Josh said that we were making too much table noise. Was I saying something before the... Oh, self-care, baking bread. Yeah, it felt really good to just take the time to tediously bake sandwich bread. It felt yeah. good. I hadn't... I've obviously skipped a lot of shit recently. Yeah, And it was nice. I know that baking, like distracts me because you have to focus on it i think that was the biggest thing from robin's interview was like the whole like recognizing your pitfalls and then i need to write down my pitfalls yeah like just kind of like taking a mental inventory of like what what shit stresses you out and what things you're doing you know michelle's gonna make some table noise (laughs) Um, but then also, like, kind of acknowledging, like, the thing about listing your go-tos. Yeah. Like, your go-to self-care I, re- I want it, like, pinned up somewhere. Because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, like, do what everyone else is doing, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, if we see that something is trendy or that a lot of people we follow on social media are doing something or, like, people just in our lives are doing a certain thing as yeah. their self-care. Yeah. We suddenly are like, oh, I should be making tea? Like, well, no. If you don't like tea, right. don't make tea. Yeah. But, like, like you, like the idea, baths and yeah. stuff. The like, idea if you that, don't like Yes, that. some mm-hmm. things are probably pretty universal. Like, do, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of ladies like doing face masks. Like, shit like that. But the fact is, is that... That's not things... really relaxing, though. No, but it's I like... I it for practical But it's reasons. like a treat yourself kind of thing. Like, it's not... You don't, like, in the rush of the day, go, I'm going to stop and take a, do a face mask. Not in the middle of the day, but I do it, like, two or three times a week. Do you? Well, mm-hmm. then you're doing self-care shit without effort. I just... I have a dust <clears throat> mask on every day. Yeah. And I feel like... It's all worse. Yeah. Gross. Cl- getting clogged. Yeah. Yeah, I've started feeling like... Like, working in the, at the print shop, and especially because we're in the middle of moving and construction and electrical work and 
drywall dust mm. and printer fumes and, you know, like, I have started to feel, like, a little <clears throat> spoiled about my previous situation of just, like, being in my house and it's, fair, and it's like, I'm burning a candle and it's nice, clean air and now yeah. I come home and I'm just, like, I kind of have a headache and... And, like, I've been breathing weird fumes. And even in the middle of the day, I'll take a break and go outside just to, like, breathe some fresh air. And I'm like, oh, man, this is I feel like I need my rough. lungs vacuumed out or something. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, like, it's very it's industrial over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some industrial shit going on. But, and it's all, it's just, it's so dusty. And then I come home and I'm like super sensitive and panicky about how dusty my house is. Cause I, but then I'm like, well, it's not even close to dusty as work is. <laughs> I remember <laughs> clean here. <laughs> having to adjust to um, breathing in the clay dust at yeah. Little Street. Yeah. Like at a certain point you get used to it and don't notice it. But at first yeah. you're like blowing it out your nose I think there's, this first couple weeks of going into <laughs> the new space has been a little... Because everything's just getting mixed up every yeah. day like there's skids being moved and forklifts going through which won't be the normal it won't be the way it is once we're settled in but like it's been a lot of and then stuff's not really set up the kitchen's not set up the bathrooms aren't really set up like it's just kind of yeah it makes me it may it kind of i don't know it makes my ocd flare up a lot well, I mean, no one likes, like, the unsettledness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's been, I don't know. I've been, my brain has kind of been mushy for the last couple weeks where I'm trying to, like, do a lot. And now my brain is, like, in different compartments because now I have a whole other job. And then... I've started to realize I have to be... It's actually... I think it might have helped me a little bit. Because now I have to be more focused on what's getting done for what and Mm -hmm. when. And Whereas before I was like, I'll get done. I'll do it the next day. Whatever. Well, I mean, I have the same sort of issue. Like, when I'm not very busy... Right. I have a hard time even doing the little things. I'm much better when I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. When you're because you have to schedule like you have to make precise lists and be and plan way ahead and so as much as I feel like I would love to just turn my brain off and go to sleep for a day, it is it is kind of better than it's yeah, and we're like gearing up to Josh not having a job. And that's been weird because it's kind of like we're just waiting for that to be the case. Like we're just like counting down the days literally. Like on his Instagram feed he's been writing down like the day how the many days are left. The first time I saw the number I knew exactly what it was because <laughs> Steve had did that too. A countdown. Yeah. Um but it's weird cuz it just feels kind of like everything right now is real temporary yeah. and then like what we're really doing will start in January. Yeah, no, I mean so we we have that August date looming over us for like 6 months. Right. Oh, we're like finally kind of in a routine. That's good. good. Yeah. Oh, I god, this is typical just constantly distracting myself. Um when you mentioned the list of pitfalls, 
I realize that this episode is kind of about what is certainly one of our pitfalls then the imposter syndrome thing wouldn't you say yes. that that's a pitfall yeah fall for us it's a pitfall for a lot of people I kind of didn't I mean I knew I knew I guess I didn't really know that that's what it was called people have been talking about it a lot it's like a new buzzword in our community I think buzzwords Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because you you sent me that Wikipedia link and I was like, well, I'm going to need to read this because maybe I don't necessarily understand well, what I'm reading. So here's what's up. Yesterday, Amber... This is what's up. <laughs> Amber Favorite posted and tagged us that she was listening to our self-care episode and said how much... Shout she, out to yeah. Amber. Shout she out to liked, my favorite design. She's the best. Um, And said that she's been struggling with... Um, the imposter syndrome recently and the episode made her feel a lot better um and I guess I wanted to actually officially google it because I always figured it meant um just feeling like you're a fraud which yeah. kind of it which is kind that of, yeah um and that's how I relate to it but then I had seen someone else post recently um, that they struggled with imposter syndrome and they were meaning, um, that they, um, never give themselves credit for their accomplishments. Yeah. Which I get those are kind of the same thing, but they also feel really different to me. Yeah. A lot of it is like not feeling like you deserve the success that you have and that like, not only would you be a fraud to other people, but almost that you're a fraud to yourself. Yeah. So what... Hold on. What was the bit? Um, like, real quickly, this is Wikipedia. Um, uh, imposter syndrome is a concept describing individuals who are marked by an inability to internalize their accomplishments and a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. So it, it is both things. I yeah. Um, uh, the term was coined in it's kind 78, of, it's, so this is not new. It's almost the opposite of Dunning Kruger. Right. You know when I googled it, um, Dunning Kruger came, came up as a um like a suggested search. That's hilarious. Um. Uh, also, I, I clicked on the signs and symptoms. Like this is a yes. It's like a I'm trying to diagnose yes. my uh, cold on. WebMD the signs and symptoms are really interesting. They are funny. So, um, perfectionism. Ding. Overworking. Ding. Undermining your achievements. Ding, ding. Fear of failure. <laughs> ding, ding. And discounting praise. Ding. We have all of those yes. things. Yes. <laughs> and I'm betting that everyone listening oh, to this no. is like, yep, okay, that's so, me. So here's the thing. Like, when I read what Amber wrote, like... I love Amber. She's amazing. I, not only is she a friend of mine, I, I, I would say that I idolize her a little bit. Sure. She's a greeting card designer. She's in my industry. Yeah. I, I see all that she's accomplished. I see, like, even just kind of specific things, like, I went to her open studio mm-hmm. um, last weekend. Just seeing the space. Just and, seeing her space yeah. and seeing kind of almost like an alternate version of what my life could be mm-hmm. in that way. Like, I bet when you go to, like, another jewelry designer's space and yeah. you're just like, 
Oh, this is how... Like when they have actual benches. Yeah, like and, so, you oh, know... when they have the big table right. in the middle. I feel like that yeah. about, you know, I feel like that when I go to Jen's from Starshaped. Mm-hmm. I feel like that when I go there, you know, or like even a screen printer studio or a typography designer. And I just think like, oh, I could have... I could have done that or like what did I do wrong or differently that like I don't have an amazing space with like presses and like a a collection of cards. I mean her wholesale offerings are like Mm -hmm. I mean she's got hundreds upon hundreds of card designs and I'm just like oh my god what and then I my thought is immediately oh I'm a failure. Yeah. Like that's and my to thought. Think that she thinks and to that think about, that she yeah, thinks that yeah. she's at any moment that Amber thinks that she is even remotely a failure is both upsetting to me mm-hmm. and also a relief to me mm-hmm. because you start to realize that your anxiety about your shit is not real because hers is certainly not real. Yeah. Like, I can stand outside of her life and go, uh, Amber, you're doing just fine. Well, <laughs> or it's, um, one of the things is, um, thinking that you, you just got lucky. Like, you didn't yes. earn this. Right. Yeah. So it could be also... Or thinking that you're kind like of, you like... you don't know how this is happening. Right. Or that you're, like, maybe faking your way through it a yes. little bit. And that if somebody discovers that, like you just happened upon a success or you just lucked into an opportunity that like somehow the world will discover that and then it basically takes away like the merit that's you know like it takes away all the success that you've had because it's like oh well none of that's legit because you didn't really earn it Mm -hmm. or like you didn't you should have worked a lot harder to get where you are than you did, or you should have struggled a lot more to get where you are. Yeah. When, like, it's it's an amazing accomplishment to have a 10-year-old company that is doing well, that didn't have to go bankrupt at any point, and to feel like you got there real easily. Like, that's that's the dream. Like, you should feel like that. You should feel like... I worked just enough. I worked exactly as hard as I should, and now I'm here, and I did it. But no, we all we all struggle with feeling like we should have worked harder. We could have worked harder. What if we did this differently? Yeah. E- no matter what our success level is, even if we're like strapped for cash right now and ten thousand dollars in debt, or we've got tons of money in our bank account and we're doing great. Either way, you still feel like, couldn't couldn't my situation be better? Well, yeah, I mean, and this ties into uh, what we talked about last week with the comparitis. Comparitis. Which, is that, I didn't, I meant to it. Google it and see if that's a term that we've just missed. Wikipedia it. Yeah. yeah, Robin said it and I was or like, Or if what? she made that that's up on amazing. the fly. Um, it's an amazing word and it's, we all suffer from comparitis. <laughs> just makes me think of Futurama. Um, you don't watch Futurama, so you don't know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. No, and I'm not. I have to admit, though, Steve's been um, uh, playing Rick and Morty like an order for me, yes. and I am enjoying it. What? I've made a concession. Mind blowing. But I've seen him watch Futurama, and I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode. Okay, it's. She didn't make up the word, but. You know, it exists. It doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. It's good. I like it. No, it makes me think of... There's an episode of Futurama 
where there's an 80s, a guy, like, who's, like, an 80s guy, and he's, like, um, investing in the delivery company, or he's helping them with money stuff or whatever, and then, for some reason, there's a point where he has a disease that's called bonitis, (laughs) and, and then, like, at the end, he, he dies from bonitis, and, and his last words are, my only regret is that I have bonitis. (laughs) Bonitis. <laughs> so whenever I hear any word that has itis at the end, that's ah. all I that's all I can think of. Got it. It's him being like, I have bonitis. <clears throat> but I have comparitis for sure. I, like as many times as I say that everyone needs to stop caring about what other people do, which I, I feel like I don't care. And then I get on Instagram. I do care. And I see someone who I know has only been doing this for like three years. They're twenty five. Okay, and I'm like, fuck. Can we talk about that? We need to talk about that for a second. Because I recently, (laughs) so I've had I've I've started to have a lot of feelings (laughs) about the fact that I'm old. (laughs) And you also just jumped ahead like seven months. And aged yourself. Oh, yeah. I've been... I mean, literally since I turned 39, I I just tell people I'm 40. Yeah. Um, because I have a weird... There's so much weird shit about age. Like, on the one hand, I... I'm... I realistically, like, complete, being completely honest, I am very proud that I am old. I do mm-hmm. not... I would not... I do not want to be... You should be. I wish I was older still. I'm not there <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for most of my 30s, I was mad that I was as young as I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I was, I remember being 31, 32 and being like, oh, I fucking can't wait till I'm 40. So I, yep. like, just stop having people, like, discount me and, and think I'm mm-hmm. a child or that I don't know what I'm doing or that my business isn't legit. I got asked... Twice in two different interviews, how old I was when I was in my 20s. Right? Yeah. Which is illegal. And you're like, that's none of your fucking business. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've had these weird feelings about not necessarily my age, but the, the, but how old my company is mm. and whether or not that helps you or hurts you because I keep thinking that like you know in this relaunch and in me developing new products and trying to kind of like relaunch Orange Beautiful and like get it off the ground again with regards to like product lines and wholesale part of me feels like it should be really amazing that my business started in 2004. It should be impressive. I should put that all over everything. It should be established 2004 on everything I make. It should be like, isn't this bonkers that my company is going to be 14 years old yeah. this year? I made you put 2005 on all of my yeah. stuff. <laughs> right? So like, isn't that great? Isn't, isn't that something that should be rewarded? And like, mm-hmm. shouldn't my products be like, desired more than everybody else's because it's been around forever. Mm. But then I think, no, there's this weird trend towards like, 
oh, you're brand new yep, and you yep, just yep. started your company and your company's one year old and yep. I found you and yep. I, and like, I get kind of pushed to the wayside. Like I've been doing this for so long. And then I thought, you know what? That's all entirely up to me. Is my shit old and boring and from 2004 or can I, can I make new shit that is fresh and new and it doesn't matter when my company started. It doesn't matter if I'm brand new or 10 years old. It matters what product I'm making. Um, well, I mean, I've always thought about, um, that in terms of like brick and mortar stores. Yeah. Like how when you open the first few years are awesome because you yes. have a new store. You're novel and, and then all yeah. of a sudden people just take you for granted. Yes. You're, you know, you're like, gonna oh, be there forever. Yeah, right. And then and then you can't be because they forgot to Yeah. Go shop. It's like all the people that came out of the woodwork when I closed Orange Beautiful and were like, I've What's never happened? actually been yeah. there, mm-hmm. but it looked really cute. I'm so sad you're closing. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. <laughs> I've been here for seven years. That's a that's a very long amount of time for you to have never come to my store that you quote unquote love. <laughs> so yeah. get in there. It's just what, I mean, it's what people say. It's what people said when the store on South Fork closed. Why are you closing? It's like, none because, of your business. <laughs> because you went down to anthropology instead. Yeah, because you spend your money poorly. That's Which not is actually problem. a whole other topic, which we don't have time to get to on this episode. We'll have to do a different episode. There's a new anthropology stealing a design scandal. <laughs> of course there is. It's um, but it's a really good one. Um, Monica sent me a link to it. Oh, God. Um, anyhow. Yeah, I can't abide by that shit. But yeah, I think, I don't know. There's some, there's some part of me that knows that I just have to make one I want to make and don't care, and know that I do have a leg up on people who've only been doing this for a year, or two years, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I have, you know, I'm much smarter in how I produce things, and what things sell, and what things don't, and packaging, and distribution, and shipping, and all of those things. Like, I'm a fucking expert at that now, and I just need to apply that to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Instead of sitting around looking at Instagram going, oh, this person's been doing this for one year and they're 24 and, like, what's my problem? And they have 25,000 followers and they sold right. out of the stuff they just added to their website. And the an people who are ago. like, I'm donating 10% of my profits for this one day to Planned Parenthood. And then the next day they post a thing that's like, yay, I just donated $800. To, and I'm like, you fucking made $8,000 yesterday? Are you are you fucking serious? Yeah. That can't be true. Yeah. That cannot be true. And if it is, I should shut down my business. I mean, I think it depends on what they're making, you know. But did they make $8,000 in one day? Maybe if they sell things that cost $200 each or something. But what if they don't? I don't know. What is this a specific person? Yes, it is. But we won't talk about that. What um, but you don't, you can say what their what products are without saying who they are, right? They make what I make. Oh, they make cards? Yeah. Oh. Mm. You have to tell me who it is later. I will. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I feel like every episode there's like oh you have a to tell me later person. sorry a person that you can all guess who I'm talking about and I'll never tell you 
Um, oh, maybe I know. You know who it is. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. I it, it It's compare-itis. It's the whole fraud thing. I, I mean, I was thinking, when I read the thing from Amber, and then we started, when we were basically like, let's talk about this imposter syndrome... I st- <laughs> Except that I told Emily Ryan first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have multiple Emilys in your message feed. She didn't care. No, she, she's, she's like, like, I won't tell anyone. She's like, cool, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll definitely talk about it on the podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I'm like, now you know how sophisticated our system is of planning things ahead. I like our system. <laughs> 6 really p.m. Good. night before. What are hey, we talking about? Talk about this? What should we talk about? <laughs> um, uh, but I was thinking... Wait, now I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, I was thinking about the imposter thing in terms of... Oh my god, I totally lost my train of that thought. That was my fault. Well, because I was going to say something like that it's the so opposite... we need instant replay. <laughs> we need a producer to be like, this is what you were going to say. Um... Well, I was thinking that like the whole fraud thing, but in, but in the opposite way. Wait, what am I trying to say? Basically, like the idea that you're worried that people are going to discover that like you're not as good at what you do as they think you are, mm-hmm. or whatever. But then also the horrible like contradiction to that, which is the whole like fake it till you make it thing, mm-hmm. where like. You kind of are defrauding people all the time. Like yeah. you there there's an there's an element of running a business, especially when you're an independent business owner, where like you and your personality and what you look like and your your tone in social media posts and like how you present your designs and all of that, like is part of your marketing. Mm-hmm. And like some of that is true and real and like who you are. And then some of it is like polished up and and pretty and made to to I think there's a balance. Right? And so yeah. and you I wanna was, be real, but not right. like you don't gross. wanna be real. You yeah. don't wanna be real. Yeah. But then I was thinking about like this podcast and how like we you and I had a certain level of, like, sharing ourselves with the public and with customers mm. that we then, like, increased by doing this podcast. Yeah. By quite a lot. Well, I mean, are our customers listening to this? I'm sure some of them are. Someone, I got um, a sale a couple weeks ago and she left a note in the comments saying About that she loves pa- pancakes. Oh now. my god, that's great. I know, so I... And now I'm a piece of shit, and I forgot what her name was. But hi, if you're listening, I'm sure she hates you now. She lives in Pennsylvania. I remember that. I remember dumb things. I think it's. I just think it's interesting, like, because there is a weird balance of like. I think the podcast is actually a great way to do what we're doing because there are customers that don't give a shit about our opinions or what we're saying or our personalities. They just like our product and they want to buy our product. And guess what? They don't have to even know this podcast exists. No. Yeah. I like, mean, and so that's I kind of, post it like that, my... but that's like yeah. kind of the beauty 
of doing something like this is that like it's here for you if you want it. Yeah. And if you don't, if that has nothing to do, if this makes you feel some sort of connection to us and makes you like even more want to buy a pair of earrings for Michelle, then like, then that's awesome. And that worked for that person. And that's great. But it's also like, we're not, we're not like you lining it and shoving our opinions down people's faces. Like right, on our, right. on our website, like, hi, you're buying this <laughs> industrial strength toilet paper. Also, dude, let's talk about McDonald's. <laughs> like, let's talk about my politics and how I think that, like, we should build a border wall. Like, no, like, no, fuck you. Like, I just want some toilet paper for my office. But I think it's an interesting, like, are we kind of, have we created a world where we're, it's just the snake biting its own tail of, like, we're creating, we're manufacturing these personas and like mm-hmm. an ideal world where our business runs really well and we're great and amazing and fabulous. And then behind the scenes, we're like lamenting about how everyone's going to discover that we're a fraud. Like, well, you did it. You're the one that put out the fake thing that right. made everybody think you had your shit together. Right. And then you're worried that everyone's going to like find you out. So it's kind of that weird. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about that uh, when I, when I uh, thought this topic would be good, I guess I was thinking more, all I think about is like what makers listen to this podcast. Yeah. What would make them like feel good to listen to right now? Maybe a whole bunch of people want to hear that they're not alone. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's what hearing Amber say something is, like, here's this person that I, you know, if I were to, like, imagine her life, at least her business life, mm-hmm. I wouldn't in a million years guess that she ever has one moment of self-doubt. I would think yeah. that she's, like, got her shit together and, like, feels real accomplished and, like, doesn't have concerns about people thinking she's not as great as she is, like, because I think she's great. Well, maybe it's that, um, I mean, I guess there's so many different facets to the imposter syndrome. Yeah. We probably should have gotten in touch with Amber and asked her, like, specifically what she meant, because maybe she feels like, um, you know, everything's really great and, um, she doesn't deserve it or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be that. Yeah. Um. But see, even that is still feels to me like. Yeah. Well, no, like, you, from the outside, I would just be, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume always that, like, I'm crazy, and I have anxiety, and I'm stressed out, and I don't have my shit together, and everyone else around me is not that way. Like, that, I think that's, I think that's how a lot of people feel, is that when, especially when you're somewhat isolated, you do, I think you make up things in your head, like, well, everyone, I'm going to look across the street and be like, oh, my neighbor just bought a new car. Like, their whole life, they figured it out because, like, I need a new car, but I can't afford it. And I have all these feelings about why I can't oh, afford it and I blah, mean, blah, blah. And yeah. so I think people people do feel really solitary. Like, you feel like, well, I'm the only one that feels like this. I'm the only one that questions their choices and, like, 
wishes they were doing better and blah, 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 when it's not true. I think, mo- I think yes, there are probably lots of people who are fine yeah. <laughs> and feel great and go through their day, like, just making things and getting bills paid and everything's great. But I think most people are not that way. Um, well, I think, I think I go through, like, different... Um, stages of what the imposter syndrome is like yeah. throughout the year. Like there are some points where I'll get um, contacted by I don't know stores or s- people who like assume that I'm this bigger thing than I am. Yeah, and that's a sort of imposter syndrome. Like oh shit, I'm just this one person. Right. In my apartment. What if I disappoint stuff. them? Right. Like I'm they not... think that I'm bigger than I am. Yeah. So I think that that's a huge part of the definition. Yeah. But then there's also something that I go through where I look at other metalsmiths, which I would never use that word for myself, um, and think I don't know how to do that. Yeah. What business do I have doing this yeah. when I have no idea how to do that? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other things too, but those are probably the biggest things. Well, then fear of failure all the time. Because, yes, absolutely. Um, that's real. <laughs> but I think a lot of that, it's funny though, because like those symptoms that we listed, like the fear of failure and perfectionism and overworking and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like we can't, I feel like we can't eliminate those things entirely. Yeah, what are we supposed to do about that? Because they, those things most certainly drive like us just getting shit done. Like there has to be some fear of. There has to be oh, yeah. like there has to be like a reactionary thing there where like if you are free it it's it goes back to the Dunning Kruger thing. Like if you if you believe that you are fully competent and you mm-hmm. just go out into the world like a dumbass thinking that you know how to do whatever you're doing, then like you just that means you like walk out into the street and assume that cars are gonna stop for you. Like you're that's stupid. You have to have some amount of like fear and anxiety in the back of your mind at all times going like, okay, what new products am I going to make? Oh, I'm, you know, I got to, I got to do this, this, and this, this time because I'm worried that I won't get as many sales as last season or I won't get the same stores that I want or like you have to have some of that, those negative things have to fuel the positive stuff. Absolutely. But it's also like, you can't let it. That's my biggest kill you problem, actually, <laughs> which I wasn't even thinking about. I feel like you just like nailed it because I have these spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Right? <laughs> um, and I'm constantly comparing last year and the year before. Yeah. And things don't match up perfectly month to month. Yeah. Like it's not a. Yeah, April isn't the same as April. Right. Like yeah. Last year, I had a scary, like, three-month slump that freaked me out. And this year, that three months just shifted to a different point. So a month that I thought was going to be insanely busy was dead. And I was freaking out. I can't not let, you know, like, I need those numbers to motivate me. Yes. But they also completely destroy me. Yeah. It's hard because I think 
it all it does all come back to like how we take things personally and we do like as independent makers we tend to take things on instead of just being very stoic about it and being like what are the numbers for this quarter and like business 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 you it it affects you much deeper than if you were just like the CFO of a company and you come home at night and you're like, yep, got to get those numbers up. Mm-hmm. Like we live it every day and kind of wake up and like eat, breathe, sleep, all of it all the time. Yeah. And it makes you, it, it's hard to escape it. It's hard to like let it go and go, you know what? This is just my job. Like that, like at the end of the day, this is just what I do for a living. It's just my job. Um, I can never no. think that way, but you know what has helped? And I did notice this recently. Um, and this should give you hope. All of that stuff had just been in my head for yeah. forever. Yeah. Because why bother Steve with it, you know? Right. Like a little What's bit. The, yeah. But now all of it is his problem. Yeah, it's his job like, for I to use problem. I instantly jumped into... Um, hours we and you know like yeah um and the last month or so since he's been like working as long of hours as I have been on yeah. this stuff he's like now fully sucked into it and yeah. obsessed yeah um I mean and I, it's it's easier it's better I've noticed even just in the last like just even just since Josh has like put in his notice at work like there's much more, like, I'll talk about even just show of hands stuff. I'll say, like, okay, so for the spring show, we got to do this and this and this. And, like, I'm, and, like, we went to Renegade and, like, walked around and I was, like, oh, this is making me think of different things that we should be, you know, take care of and make sure don't happen and blah, blah, blah. And he'll just immediately be, like, that's all stuff that I'm going to help out with. Like, that, like, he's immediately, and you can see it that he, like, that, on the same way that you're saying, like, oh, this is not stuff I want to, like, bother Steve with. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that, too. I'm like, I'll come home and be like, oh, this was stressful or, like, I'm struggling with this. But, like, a, on a day-to-day basis, I'm not going to him and going, oh, I really got to get a wholesale catalog together. Or, oh, we got to figure out what cards are, what new cards are being printed and, like, when's that happening. And almost just, like the accountability of, like, saying it to another person. And then him being like, look, if you don't give me something to do, we're all just wasting time. Like, yeah, I should be like, oh, you've got time to do this, and, like, you're here now, and you can work for me and help me? Like, yeah, I'm going to have you make a schedule of, like, when we're sending stuff to the printer, and then I'm going to make designs in time for Mm -hmm. that. Whereas before, I would just be like, mm, I'll just do that later, or I don't have time for that, or that has to get put to the side. Yeah. Whereas now it will be, no, you got to get that done so that Josh has something to do, mm-hmm. so that he can help better help you. Otherwise, you're squandering an opportunity to have this employee here yeah. who knows what you're going through and can, you know, give you feedback. Yeah, I always thought that um, having a two-person business seemed stressful because you have to make twice as much money. Right. Which might still be the case. We'll right. see. Um, but uh, I lost it. I lost it. Well, but having but. two people is like... <laughs> it. Do- I mean, yeah. Having two people 
will make, yeah, makes everything seem like now everything has to be double. But the fact is, is like, if it just makes you, if it makes you 300% more productive. Yeah. Then you just solved that problem. Like. It's crazy. Like, I wish I uh, actually kept track of how much jewelry I make. Yeah. Because I, there's no way to do that. Yeah. Um, because I'm working the same amount of hours as I worked last holiday. Yeah. Which is all the time. But right. I'm not packing a single fucking thing. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the, like, extra show stuff, like, getting the boxes and bags and stuff ready and, late, like, embossing labels and yeah. all. I'm not doing any of it. Right. He put all the earrings on cards for my display. He packs every order. Retail and wholesale. Yeah. Um, so I'm just making jewelry all the time. Right, which is... I wish I had a percentage of that input. You know, right. Like, how much... Output, actually. Um, how much is actually being made? What increase in product output Yeah. that is. Um, I feel like it's still not quite good enough. Like, we're talking about... Freeing up some more space in my 60 square foot studio <laughs> um, to have him set up a workspace yeah. and um, have him do some things that don't require too much, I don't know, detail work. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. A, I mean, when I start to think about the things that I could, that either are not getting done at all because it's just outside of my, like, the time that I have, or the stuff that I'm just like, oh, this is what I hate doing, or, like, takes me forever, or is just, like, not, like, I should be designing, not doing this bullshit. Like, those things, like, even just, like, updating the website, or, like, cropping photos, or, like, get, you know, just, like, prepping files to send, like, even just organizational stuff, like, knowing... Oh, God, that reminds me. I was going to have him organize all of my product photo files. Yeah. In, like, eight spots. Right. Like, stuff like that, where it's, like, my computer stuff that I'm just, like, there's a ton of old designs, like, that can come back out and get retweaked and, like, sure. part of the new design and, like, just printing stuff out and having a schedule of, like, oh, so Josh and I are going to meet on Friday morning and go through current designs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my oh God, we're doing that. Like, like that means I need to get those things ready yeah. for that meeting, and then we'll have that meeting, and then even if he literally just sat there and didn't say a word, yeah. it would still be productive because I would have gotten ready for that meeting, sat there, got all my feelings out, and, mm -hmm. like, thought about stuff and looked at it, and then we make decisions from that point of, like, what's getting printed, what's going in the garbage, what needs to be retweaked. And it's like, right now I'm not really doing any of those things right. because I don't... You're just reacting to right. what's, like, yeah. in your face. Yeah. Is, it's like yeah. an order comes in yeah. or, um, or I'm doing custom work and I'm just doing back and forth for custom work. And then it's just, like, my product stuff always gets put last. Yeah. And it needs to be put first. And so then I start to think, like, I have all these ideas. Like, I want to do 
journals and I want to have make some stickers and I want to have a calendar for next year and I want to make sure that I have a holiday card line and I want to do release X new products and like none of that's going to happen if mm-hmm. I'm left to my own yeah. devices. In a similar way, like I've been really good at meeting deadlines. Yeah. But I've never been great about planning far ahead. Yeah. And um that that's what I'm hoping to accomplish yeah. this next year. And I just had a good idea. We obviously both talking about how we happen to be lucky enough to be in these situations where our husbands are that person. Yeah. Say that's not convenient to you or you're not in a relationship or whatever. Yeah. Like find another maker friend. Yeah. Or non maker find someone. You've gotta have a friend. Yeah. Someone. Who you can ask, bribe, whatever. Right, yeah, whatever. To sit there and just listen to you go over the shit. Yeah. Um, you know, before I had Steve it was Monica. Yeah. Um Yeah, and if you have stuff like I know a lot of people I mean, we do it to each other all like, the time. Get get all your stuff out and like get three or four friends. Or, yeah, over, have a little have a little like Tupperware party. Yeah. Where, like you get all your products out and you get three or four friends that you trust who have good taste and strong opinions and like have them come over and then go through each product and be like, What what's your gut reaction to this? If yeah. you saw this on a table at a craft show, what would you think of it? What do you think of the price of it? How, like hold it in your hand. What who would you give this to? Like ask them a bunch of like market researchy questions. Theoretically, you could throw something like that in the Facebook group. For, yeah, too. for sure. Or we where could, it's like, I'm trying yeah. out this new product. I kind of, you know, like I, I'm nervous about it. I don't know if if I'm charging the right amount for it. Like, I mean, it's almost like incubator kind of yeah. researchy stuff. Where like, I mean, maybe that's an, another event we could. I, come I up was with. just about to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah, have everybody yeah. and like the requirement. Is that you have to bring something you're working on. Yeah. And then we, like, AA style walk, go around and be like, Hi, my name is Emily, and I'm working on a planner. <laughs> Here's the prototype. I hate it. Please, <laughs> please pass it around and tell me how to fix it. I help, like it. Help me. Right? And yeah. I think, I don't know, I think that, yeah, when you, if you are completely by yourself, and, like, yeah, some people, like, we often say this where like some people have spouses or husbands or wives or girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever mm-hmm. that like don't get what they're doing. Right. Right? Like that's a thing. I don't understand and that's that. Fine. It's totally yeah. fine. It's yeah. the way I think it's the way most people are. I don't have that experience. Like yeah. my husband is also a graphic designer. He went to architecture school. He's a musician. He's very creative. We're both super visual. We both make comments about bad logo design. Like, that's just, that's part of our relationship. Yeah. So having him, he also currently works for a company that is literally the same as my company. Yeah. Like, we're, it's, he works in the greeting card industry. He works for a wholesale greeting card company. So, like, him becoming my employee is massively convenient good of a situation and is would be really stupid of me to not take advantage of and so I get that that is a 
very specific scenario that no one else really has. Yeah. And that people may, in fact, have the opposite of that, where, like, you might make something adorable and cute and whatever, or, what you know, whatever you make, and the person that you're closest to might just be like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, like, that's fine. But then, like, you need to be able to find someone else uh-huh. that does get it. Yeah, I mean, I actually always assumed that um, Steve wouldn't want to be bothered or sucked into yes. a jewelry business. And also, as I'm saying this, I'm reminding myself that I was specifically not going to talk about him in this episode at all. <laughs> because we're going to have to listen to this in the car on the way back from Hi, Steve. And so he's actually going to the hear all I like of this. No, I, I have like no it. other option. Oops, well, let's keep sorry. talking about Steve then. Let's talk about more things about Steve. Let's <sighs> let's get into his personal life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do I do think that it's I mean I didn't I mean even though Josh currently works for a company that is super similar to my company, yeah. I also did not think that he would. Hmm. I really didn't. I mean there was there has been there've been several points throughout our relationship where like he worked at the Orange Beautiful store when it first opened. Like before he started working hmm. at Snowgram, he like was like and he was doing freelance work, he was doing music stuff. And then he worked, I don't know, 20 hours a week at Orange Beautiful. But, like, we never really... There was never a point where we, like, fully integrated him into, like, you're a company employee or you're, like, making decisions or you're, like, helping me kind of plan the path of the company. Yeah. We're launching this this, on this date and we're going to go for this many stores and we're going to make sales goals and we're going to... You know, like, that's never been... It's always just been, that's my job, and he has his job, right. and we yeah. we obviously give each other support and tell each other about what's going on, yeah. but, like, it's never... And I feel like that switch to that might be really amazing. I'm not going to lie, it's really fun. Because I feel really like fun. part of me is worried that I, I'm a control freak, and Orange Beautiful's my baby, etc., etc. I felt the same way, too, and, and I, I think I could this. share it. Like, yeah. that I will get snippy yep. about him being like, what if we did this? And me being like, no, that, we do it this way. Um, <laughs> I occasionally, and I'm sure this drives him nuts, like, um, I'll walk past a table with the jewelry and the boxes. And, and you're I, like, no. And I run my finger around the edge of the uh, sticker to push it down more. <laughs> because it, I've put probably, One I don't million. know, 2,000. Yeah. yeah of these stickers on and I could do it with my eyes shut in my sleep yes and I have a routine with how I put them on the boxes yeah. and it involves putting going around the edge and so smoothing out the creases yeah. and I'll go around and I'll do that <laughs> he's like don't redo my work <laughs> not redoing it it's just it's just a thing can't, you can't help it's like uh, not that I go into stores ever anymore, but I had this habit for the longest time. Were you straighten shit? Um, I put the backs of the shoes together. <coughs> oh. Because, um, I used to work in the shoe department. I, I, I re-merchandise the backs of stuff the shoes at together. stores. I don't re-merchandise it. I don't mean, I don't mean I re-display things. I mean, if a, a cus- if customers have come through and things are crooked mm-hmm. and like moved around, I, I, and I do it at craft shows too. 
I will re I will line everything back up. Just, I appreciate when you straighten the jewelry. I always straighten your jewelry. Yeah. yeah. If somebody, even if it's like literally the person just walked away that touched it, I'm I like, can't nope. get out from behind <laughs> yeah. the table all the time. And it's taken me years and years to let go maybe of that. That's, maybe that's a new service for show of hands sure. to offer is that one yeah. of my volunteers is a booth straightener. <laughs> I've had to let go of it. And I also know that when things look too perfect, people don't want to mess it up. Yeah, yeah. So that's a true. certain degree of messiness. Yeah. Yeah. makes people feel more comfortable also right. messing it's up. It's kind of the same idea as when there's like one of something yeah. Yeah. versus like three or four or right. something. Like if there's just one thing sitting there, people are like, oh, well, I don't want to take the one that's left, mm-hmm. even though you have 40 on Who's the Who was that mentioned in the group? Oh, God. When we talked about stupid things that people Jenny, say to you. Jenny from... Three Letter, Three Letter Birds. Birds said that um, people oh, were saying yeah. that they didn't want to take her inventory, <laughs> and she's like, that's what I fucking brought it all here for, my shit, you asshole. That's... <laughs> so funny. It is so funny. <laughs> yeah, people the, Yeah, people are like, oh, I'll just buy it from you online later. It's like, no, it's no, here, buy right it now. now. What's wrong then with I you? I have to pack it and ship it? Also, I brought a ton. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm here. It's fine. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, and that's also, like, that's getting into the whole, like, getting, educating the public further on, as to, like, we're, this isn't our hobby, y'all. Yeah. Like, th- this isn't our first rodeo. We're all doing this all the time. And, like, and even if it's not your, like, full, full-time full thing, you're probably trying to get it to be. Exactly. You know? And, you like... I don't know. There's a certain amount of uh, customer stuff that we all have to just deal with. Yeah. Where customers say and do really stupid things. And you just have to be like, yep, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Have a nice day. I know. Like, I always have to hold myself back from talking about customers on here because... I don't know. Maybe people listen. Yeah, but I I don't know why they'd want to. Guess what? The people, the very people who say the stupid shit, mm-hmm. have no awareness that you're talking about them. I have a really good story. You could say something directly to someone's face, and they would be like, "I know, right? Don't you hate those people?" And you're like, "I'm talking about you." <laughs> um, a few days ago, someone responded to the, um the automated email that has the tracking in it with when is my order going to be here? Oh, yeah. Like, when did it ship? When is it going to be here? You're like, well, there's tracking. Like, you reply to the email You reply to the thing that I would then have to send to you again. Yeah. And, like, Shopify has amazing auto emails. Like, you get an email when your order ships. You get an order, uh, an email when your order is out for delivery. Yeah. And you get another email when it's been delivered. You know, like, just in case. Yeah, but you say all that like people aren't stupid. Except. (laughs) And a lot of times that goes to people's spam, but obviously it did not go to her. Right, because she's she literally attaching it. it. Yeah. She's so it's literally... like, oh my god, how do I respond, you know? I've, well, yeah, and then I've you're in the, the... Yeah. Like, how do I not point out that she... That makes it, me... It was right there. That makes me think of... There are several, um, <clears throat> like, I follow a lot of people that are typography designers mm-hmm. that do the videos of, mm-hmm. like, them writing a word or using a different pen. 
And literally all of them, I mean, I would say four or five of like the bigger ones that have huge followings that post these videos like literally every day, um, they, in every post, they'll have a caption and then they'll literally write out what pen it is mm. because that's what it like yeah, you have to do that because yeah, sure. that's literally you're gonna get 900 people going what pen is that um and literally when I do things like there was one that I did that was like I think I used like a dry erase marker and people were like what pen is that I'm like it's a dry erase marker it, I got it at Staples but most of the time they're like fancy calligraphy yeah, yeah, yeah. pens or they're like sign markers or whatever. And they're like different gauges and different thicknesses and different opacities and all this shit. And I they know all, pens. They all put like detailed things. <clears throat> like they mm-hmm. put detailed like Tombow, yeah. like the number of it, like where, like the, the, Jap- the Jap- Japanese version versus the English version. And inevitably there's all, there's, people in the comments that are like, what pen is that? And and every time, there's like one guy in particular that always is like, just writes caption. He doesn't, he doesn't like, oh my God, it's, it's this pen. Thanks. Yay. He's just like caption. I'm kind of jealous that he's able to, um, be that brusque and right? have clearly no repercussions. I have to do that a lot with show of hands things where... I, like, I write, I give everyone so much information, and a lot of my email replies to people are, hi, thanks for your message. The answer to your question is in the last email I just sent you. Bye. (laughs) And I use that, I use that canned email, like, often. Because I'm literally like, you just, you need to read the email that I just sent you, and then ask me a question. Because the answer is already in that email. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. (sighs) Having done customer service, like, I just, I answer the question, you know? Yeah. Without, like, being like, you could have actually gotten the information yourself here if you thought about it for five seconds. Yeah. My big one, the biggest thing with... And then I complain about it on the internet. I usually do it with show... I usually am pretty specific when it's show of hand stuff because your your sock movement is You know what? I was just thinking about it. Yep. (laughs) Jeff's going to be like, what was that? It's Michelle rubbing her feet together. It feels like there's sand in my sock. No one wants to know that. It's probably jewelry parts. I don't know what it is. All right, well, stop moving here. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to take my. You know what? I never have socks on. That's what it. <laughs> well, all right. you're wrong. You got metal dust in there. And I just don't wear socks at home. Oh. This is not interesting. Nope. Um, I what I was gonna say is that a lot of the things, a lot of the emails that I have to send and be really, um, specific about, like, hey, you didn't pay attention to something. With show of hands is because I'm like, if I set up a precedent with this person right, that they right, don't right. read emails, right? You're gonna have a continuous. I'm going to be constantly. Yeah. They're gonna be like, oh my god, she just answers my dumb questions, and I never have to read a damn thing. But usually, it's like, it's almost always the people that get rejected, mm. and then that the rejection email has lots of specific information in it about um, when their money will be refunded, and how that will work, and the dates that things will post and when to expect things. 
and inevitably I get 25 emails back that are like, um, hi, when am I going to get my reimbursement? And I'm like, well, and then I always say, as stated in the email that you are replying to, like, and it's literally the same thing as that lady, mm-hmm. where it's like, my email is in their reply. Mm-hmm. It's like literally physically in front of me. Yeah. And I'm going, I can see it. Yeah. I can see the information yeah. right there. Why can't you see right. it? Right, right. So, and I'm like... And then everyone's like, oh, it's, but it's important because it's like, it's their money. And I'm like, if it's important and it's their money, why did they not read the email? Mm-hmm. If it's that important, you would read the detailed email. I don't, you know, maybe people are reading stuff on their phones yes, or something. people are, yeah. I will say, can we just make a general announcement about like, if something is important or business related yeah. or you want to be taken even remotely seriously, don't. Don't send that email to me from your phone. Don't do it. Some of these people's phones nowadays are, like, almost the size of my computer, though. Well, yeah, that... that They're not, like, our phones. That newest phone is literally the size of my iPad mini. Really? Like, I walk... Did you see me walking around show hands, like, holding that iPad mini up to my face like it was a phone? Because I thought that was... Because there was, like, a woman with one Uh -uh. of those. Um, like, whatever that biggest iPhone is, Mm -hmm. the S or whatever it is, that's huge. And I, I laughed out loud as she walked by because it literally was, like, the size of her head. Wow. And I'm like, that looks like she's... Whole. And then I was just walking around with my iPad, like, against my face. Like, see? And they're like, it's not that much bigger. <laughs> it looks, it actually looks similar to her phone. <laughs> it's too big. It's way too big. They need to be smaller, not bigger. Yeah, I don't... I don't get it. I'm sad. I'm going to be sad when mine conks out and Me I have too. to get a big one. I think that... There's still smaller versions, no? Yeah, usually, I think most of the new ones have two versions. Like I a, mean, like an, a 7 and an S, a, like a 7S and then an 8 and an 8 Did they skip 9? Oh, has 9 happened yet? I think 10 came out. What? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit either. Um, back to the imposter <laughs> Wait, you don't want to talk about iPhones anymore? <laughs> uh, we got off the rails on that. I think, um... I don't know. What yeah, what's that? Do I want to? Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you guys. We have to get into our wrapping though, because we take forever to wrap things up. Like, so we've yeah, we identified that we have issues with comparitis and not being able to accept our accomplishments, right? Yeah. Um. So and I think a lot of the com- we- the accomplishments thing is like. Not only not being able to accept your accomplishments, but also, like, the accomplishments that you do acknowledge mm-hmm. are not big enough. Like, that's a thing, too. Well, like, that's... A, we'll worry about right? that fast Like, feeling then. like, oh, well, that's an accomplishment, but not really. You know, like, that whole, like, it should be, like, almost diminishing your accomplishments sure. and saying that it's not, you know, like, yeah, 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 that's... Yeah, 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 show of hands was great, but... <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's... So, at the end of every year, I make a list of, like, what I think went well. Yeah. And then I make a list for my goals for the next year. Yeah. And I have, like, piles of these lists. So, I think that um, something, if you're not already doing it, um, when you make your list of what you accomplished this year, like, I don't know, like celebrate it yeah in some way yeah and find somebody to celebrate 
it with and be like, these are, you know, get them to make a list too. And then go out and like have dinner or yeah. like buy a bottle of champagne. I'm, I'm going to have a um, company holiday party for the first time. <laughs> Is it going to be a chasey to... meal? No. Um, <laughs> a company uh, holiday party. Yeah. Like I, mean, I want to go to Chinatown, but um, we'll see. Nice. Somewhere in Chinatown. I want to have a show of hands holiday party, but I don't have anywhere to have it anymore because I don't have a store. Yeah. We need... Mm. We need a cool space. We do. Where are we going to have a holiday party? I don't know. There's a couple... Like, there's some spaces that would work, but then they're also, like, not big enough. Because then I worry that... I mean, I know not everybody will come, but... I don't know. Um, Can you have a holiday party and not pay for it? <laughs> and have it be free? Is that an option? Sponsored? Yeah, who will sponsor a holiday party? Who's got a bunch know. of cash that will sponsor our holiday party? I have no idea. Martha Stewart? Hmm. <laughs> Paper source? Quaker Oats? What is that? Oh. They were a sponsor oh. of Renegade. Um, <laughs> and I think it's dumb. <laughs> um... But not if you're a vendor and you get a free snack. That would be good. I don't know. If you they got get some a... oatmeal? Yeah, no, I like oatmeal. I don't think the vendors got anything. Mm. I think that Quakeros was just there being weird. Um, 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 I don't really have any thoughts on how to get ourselves to stop comparing. I mean, I think the first step is like realizing that you're not the only one doing it. Well, I know we're all doing it. And... I mean, the only time I've been remotely successful was this last weekend when I purposely didn't let myself look at yeah. Instagram because I knew that seeing everyone selling shit at Renegade was going to bum me the fuck Make out. That is, I mean, I do think, I mean, I don't, this might not be true for everyone listening, but I do feel like a lot of my, like, that's, that's how you see what's going on in the world now. Like, Instagram is a big... And Facebook. It's like that... You, it's not just you going out in the world and seeing things. It's now, like, you can literally just sit and go through your phone and see what thousands of other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the enormity of that can start to make you feel... Instead of... It should make you feel like... Oh, this is great. Like, look at all these people doing great things. I should also... I'm going to also do great things. I feel so inspired. Instead, you just end up feeling... I get some of that, though. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah, I do. Here's how it goes. I'd like to follow other jewelry designers, for sure. Yeah. Um, Partially just to make sure I don't do something that's too similar to someone else. But also because I like jewelry. Right. Yeah. So um, you're doing what you're doing. And I like seeing that they're behind the scenes thing. You yes. Know? Um, and they're plenty, most of the jewelry designers I follow, I like just idolize. Yeah. Right. But then there's this other handful that I'm just jealous of. You're hate watching them? Um, <laughs> not, I mean, not, eh, not really. Like yeah. I also idolize them, but I'm like disturbingly jealous of them. Yeah. 
And it's probably mostly the ones who haven't been doing it for very long and are way more successful than me and younger than me, that whole thing. Yeah. And what I should really do is unfollow them because it's not good for me. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, but I still need to make sure that I don't accidentally do something that's like them because that's a whole nother fear is accidentally doing something like someone and having a random person call you out on it. Maybe unfollow them and make Steve follow them. Uh, he doesn't really look at Instagram. Well, maybe that's part of his job now. Eh. I I mean, I had to tell him, like, he should start, like, sharing, like, behind the scenes. What if you made those people... Damn it, now I'm talking about him. What if you made those... What if you picked those people that you have the jealousy stuff with yeah took them off your feet don't follow them yeah and then just make a list of them yeah and then check and then like once a month just like that's a maybe an admin thing that you have to do because then you could easily just like look through their page really quick and look at it on your computer and not on your phone oh yeah because you you look at instagram on your computer don't you i never do because then it's like how I only tweet. You can on look at computer. like someone's entire feed really easily yeah, yeah. and like like it's a blog. And then that yeah. then you could just like look at them really passively. Just kind of yeah. like give it a glance. And yeah. then be like, ooh, wait, something I'm working on is similar to that. I'm gonna or like, huh, that's cause then that'll just go in your subconscious yeah. as like, oh, that person's making this kind of And I've definitely shape unfollowed forever. people that I think like were making me I don't know. Feel, feel bad about my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that but too. there are some of them that I just, like, I still love seeing what they're doing. Yeah. But it's making me, you know? And then yeah. I think I need to get over this in my head. Yeah. Sometimes it's stuff that's, like, you do, I mean, there's so much shit in the world to look at and feel things about that... I mean, yeah, it's probably more healthy to just get rid of it. I know. Get it out of your face. Well, and it's... And not justify it and not worry about, you know? Like, if you just remove it from your view, you won't think about it anymore. I think the other problem I have is, like, um, I don't like having the negative attitude about social media because I know that I need social media. Yeah. I know that I wouldn't be able to be doing this right now if it weren't for some of these things that I complain about all the time like social media and the internet in general I wouldn't yeah this would not be a full-time job for me if it weren't for that if it weren't for having done renegade for a number of years yeah um like I know that that launched my business forward yeah in ways that nothing else could you know I think it's just finding a way to like be at peace with the things, you know? Like, yeah. Try to right. figure Which out, is like, why I don't want to, like, yeah. shut it off because I need my customers to not shut it off. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it's too hypocritical. Yeah, exactly. If you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to engage because it stresses me out. But then you're like, why aren't more people engaging right, with right, me? Right. Yeah. So I have to find a way to. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of it there. that is you know, inside your own brain, like, there is a certain amount of it that's, like, you have to just acknowledge that you feel a certain way about things and, like, try really hard to not 
be critical of yourself because you feel things. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bigger thing is that, like, I'll have anxiety about something and then I'm, like, anxious about having that anxiety. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Not really, but You don't yeah. get that, but, like, no. people, people hear me. People that are listening that, have, <laughs> that also have anxiety issues, they know what I'm talking about. Like, you start to... It snowballs and you, like, you feel, like, stressed out about, like, oh, well, I haven't done XYZ for my business. And then you're, like, instead of just getting on with it and being, like, okay, let's fix that. I'm great. Let's well, move I mean, forward. Well, I some little things, yeah. sure. But, you know, when I'm getting jealous because a 28-year-old who... <laughs> owns her house somehow already is building a jewelry studio in her backyard that's like fucking amazing. Does she live in Chicago? No. Well, there you go. In another big city. Mhm. Um and yeah, I, I live in a one bedroom apartment you, with no car, no not we own nothing. But you also have to remember like <laughs> people have weird like money especially. People have shit that no one knows about. I know. Like someone dies and they get a hundred thousand dollars and they're not going to tell everyone no that. because you shouldn't have to exactly i just and so like things, part of me wishes that like i somehow knew that about people because then i could be like you okay, could let it go she had a yeah special circumstance yes yeah, yeah. Um, i mean I'm, not because in my head now she's, she's selling so much jewelry that she's able that to buy you can just like throw throw the money at all this stuff and i'm like i all of my extra money goes to pay taxes. Does she know? have another person that's contributing she had to money? Um, no, she's a not. A spouse or nope. anything? Nope. And she just hired like two or three staff members this year. Well, so maybe she's doing really like, well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And I, like, she's great. I, you, there's no complaint to be made about her or her jewelry. You'll, and after we're done, you'll tell me who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just, um, and it, I think um, as we get older, it'll get harder. Oh, for you know? sure. Because it's like, oh my God, why, why am I not further ahead? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's the thing that I think about a lot and when I think specifically when I say it and Josh hears me say it, he's usually like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he kind of looks at me like, you're being stupid. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's like, oh, because all those other, those 25-year-olds, they've all, they all owned a store for seven years. They all started their own craft show that's been around for five years. They all have a greeting card company that, like, out, like outlasted the recession. Like, oh, yeah, you're way behind. Sounds like you're way behind. And I'm like, yeah, you say it like that, but then mm-hmm. I just want to have, like, $10,000 in my bank account. Yeah. You know, like, it's like I, I can see it from outside. I can step outside of myself mm-hmm. and and see that if I said, if I listed out, if someone was like, oh, well, what have you done in the last 14 years? And I just started listing all the things. Mm-hmm. That people would be like, that's impressive. So what would it take? Like, if we can't even, like, accept our accomplishments, if we list them ourselves, and I don't you know. still don't accept it when Josh says them to you, who would it take to tell you? 
You know? The bank. Like a... a <laughs> like, what if, like, a stranger said... No. I don't know. I think that would help. I think that would help. I think... I think when it comes from someone that's not my husband. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. certainly... Like, if I go... Like, at show of hands, when... So, even when yeah. someone says something very... Just quick, like, this is amazing. Or, like... Yeah. Oh, show of hands! I love that show. Or, well, like oh when God, someone said you're all three things, right? That like those little. So remember that. Yes, like those little things do make me like and and after show of hands, after every time show of hands happens, the kind of high that I come off mm-hmm. of, like that next day where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm fine. Like I have, I'll have this feeling of like, oh, that's weird. Like a week ago, I was like, what's the point? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I making poor decisions? Blah blah blah. And then like, oh my god, that amazing show just happened. And no, I'm obviously being. I just came up with crazy. a topic for a future Another. episode. Yeah, it's the like depression that comes after the high. Yeah, because that's <laughs> yep. coming soon, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm entering it right now. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because. I mean, the event thing is very specific because it's... I mean, it happens when people do shows, too. Like, if you're a vendor at a show and you go and you work really hard and you're questioning yourself the whole way and then you have a show and it's really great... Yeah. You, during that show... That's why at Show of Hands it's so great because everyone's so... When the show goes well, Mm -hmm. everyone's really happy. Everyone's really, like... Like, their anxieties have kind of left them, especially, like, on Sunday where Mm -hmm. they're, like... Even if today was shit, I had Friday and Saturday was great and I'm feeling okay and I met my sales goal or I'm on my way to my sales goal and, like, everyone's, like, on this high. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of come down from that and are like, okay, now I have X more shows or I don't have any shows or, oh, shit, how am I, like, that money was great and is going to pay for this, this, and this, but now what do I do? Yeah, And, like you suddenly dismiss all that success you just had. Like, everything that you felt great about, all those hundreds of people coming up to you and, like, smile on their face, saying your stuff is great, buying your things, being telling you stories about who they're going to give it to. Mm -hmm. And then that just all leaves you. And we can't just, like, do events constantly. No. Like, event addicts. Like, we're... (laughs) Just everyone show up and tell me how great I am. And then leave. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like there's probably some solution in us banding together as, you know, a bigger group. Yeah. Hi, hi Artemis. Are you going to stick your face in my mouth? I mean, I think, I think another way to combat this might be to kind of realistically think about, like, what, what does it help to think like this? Like, what... What are you going to accomplish by kind of falling into the this hole of like, oh, my accomplishments aren't as great as everybody says they are, or like, I'm a failure, or I'm, I need to work harder because I'm not where I want to be. Like, is that, like, is thinking like that and getting worried and upset and spinning yourself around, is that going to help you when what will help you which is a fact, mm-hmm. is not succumbing to that. Right. And just getting to work. Well, it's... 
you know, if that stuff's in your head, it's the, well, what are you going to do about it? Right. Because if that stuff's not in your head at all, yeah, maybe you have Dunning-Kruger. You know, they're, like, <laughs> on opposite yes. ends of yeah. the spectrum. Right. Like, have some self-awareness, but don't let it destroy you. Don't let it destroy you. Yeah. Yeah, don't let it destroy you. I mean, and maybe there's, maybe some of that self-care stuff can come in in a weird way and apply to this, where it's like, if you, if you are spinning around in your brain about, like, you've just spent 20 minutes looking at Instagram and you're feeling like shit about how great somebody else's life is and how you're not doing what you should be doing, like, maybe take a break. Like, maybe go for a walk. Maybe go through your press clippings. Maybe go through, like, go look at your sales from your last show that was great. Maybe just look at your collection of products again and, and like, think about it the way that a, a customer would. Mm-hmm. Like, look at yourself, stand outside of yourself a little bit and go, no, I'm fucking awesome. Like, I made all this. And, like, think about the people that can't, that don't make anything. And, like, do you want to be them? Do you want to be a person yeah. that doesn't make anything? No, you don't, because you're a person that makes things. Like, mm-hmm. I think about that a lot, where I'm like, am I, would I be okay with just, like, like, is the alternative just not doing Orange Beautiful anymore? Do I close up shop, say goodbye, go get a job, go have my job full time, have a salary, have my bills I'm, paid? I'm thinking Josh is banking on you not doing that. Well, obviously. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, like, I will run that scenario through my head. Like, oh. When I get defeated, I will say to myself, well, what are you going to do then? Like, if it's so bad... If you're, if all this shit in your head yeah. is real and everything's so bad and you're not amazing and you're not doing a great job, well then what's the alternative? You're allowed to just quit. You're allowed to oh, just... Oh, absolutely. You can quit and call it a day and not do this anymore and go work at Starbucks. You can do that. That is a choice that well, you can make. Or, you know... A, a, but do you know what I mean? Another job other than... Of course. Starbucks. But, like, no one's forcing me to do this. Yeah. So... Get a little bit of a reality check and go, no, even under these circumstances where I feel mm-hmm. anxiety and stressed and like I'm a failure, I still choose mm-hmm. to keep doing this. So that tells me right. that, that, that I'm making shit up a little bit. I need to talk myself down off the ledge. Mm-hmm. And take a deep breath. And take a deep breath and and get back to work and maybe switch gears a little bit. Like if if you're sitting in front of the computer doing taxes or budgeting or admin shit and that's making you stressed out and anxious, Mm -hmm. put it down and go make something. Yeah, or I like to like make something for myself if I'm feeling like tired of production. Or make something with something new. Like be like... Oh, I've ne- yeah. I've had this random stuff. I had this new paper that I've never used, or mm-hmm. I wanted to try out this assembly or whatever. Like, try something that will just break your brain out of the rut it's in, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll be like, "Oh wow, that felt really good to try something, even even if it failed or was weird or didn't work the way I wanted it to." And now I can get back to regular work. Like, just trick your brain into. Mm. Because otherwise you'll just spiral into, you know, like... there's a school bus on your street right Well, there's now? a school right there. But, like, is school starting or stopping right now? 
Um, yeah, sometimes they do half days. Hmm. School is fun. I don't have children, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, there's a school. I don't know why it's parked in front of my house right now, but I've never seen that before. Interesting. Yeah, they park, the buses park on the street, um, just parallel to, or perpendicular to us. Yeah. They just park there sometimes. I don't know, I don't know what he's doing, but looks like he's picking somebody up. Is it here for you? <laughs> it's my ride. It's home. your Uber. <laughs> your Uber's a school bus. Oh, I wish I would let myself Uber home because it is Uber cold out. It is really fucking cold out. <laughs> well, it's our payment for it being like sixty over the weekend. Yeah, it's uh, really I warm. heard. <laughs> I don't. You didn't leave the house? apartment very much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know. Um. No, I barely have left in, like, the last several weeks. Got work to do. Mm-hmm. I gotta go pack. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, Make I do some sandwiches. I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. I might go to one of the kind shows this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this won't. This will air after that's done. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, do we have anything we need to promote? Upcoming shit? We have, like, what, one more episode this year? Oh, yeah, so I'm doing a show with Norman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Norman Lee. Come out that. Their studio, um, Norman Lee and Metal Magic Interiors have a showroom space in Bridgeport, which is so fucking far away from here. Um, but they are having, like, a little market with some vendors. It's called Merry Makers. It's on December 15th from, I think, 6 to 10. So it's at night on a Friday. But there's like 10 makers. It's like me and Norman Lee and Edgewater Candles and Long Dog Dandy and Tremake and who else was on there? Christy? Rove Prince. Am I making that? Barambi Studios, I think. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Who else was on there? Alicia Moore Jewelry. Somebody else, maybe are all going to be there, and there's probably going to be lots of beverages, which I'm looking forward to. Just drinking and selling cards. <laughs> and you have another event. Right? And then I'm also going to be doing a pop-up at Sacred Art yeah. the next day, on Saturday, the 16th. Um, I think that's 11 to 4, like all day I'll be there with Kate. And then I'm actually going to leave a bunch of stuff, I'll actually be stocking Orange Beautiful stuff at Sacred Art for the first time. Leaving a bunch of product there. I gotta restock Kate next week. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was saying that a lot of people have asked her about Orange Beautiful products since the store is not there anymore. And people are like, why don't you have her cards? She's like, I'm sorry, I will get them. <laughs> Calm down. Um, and then I think that's my only, those are my only two events. And then you're doing Porter Flea this weekend. Yep. Are you doing any other Chicago shows? Mm-mm. Oh, you're just done. Yeah, I mean, the timing works out well to yeah. just be done. Well, yeah, because shipping can't really happen after a certain point, and... Yeah. Um, it gives me time. Like, I have some so much of my inventory is, like, on hold for this event. Oh, right, yeah. And I hate having it like on hold like up until the last minute yeah because once I'm done with it then I can just disperse it to 
consignment stores, stores. and let them do the work because they're going to be busy that week. Yeah, they're going to be busy up, up until, until Christmas. The day. Yeah. yeah. Particularly because Christmas is on a Monday. It, it's. Right? Is it on Monday? Yeah, so. it's on Monday. Yeah. So they'll have that weekend. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it's the worst. The last when Christmas is on like a Thursday or Friday, that's mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like almost a bonus weekend this year. Right. So that's I good. think that there'll be a late rush for um, yeah. brick and mortar retail. Um, so there's, you know, I like to be able to stay on top of that. Um, I have, like letting all of my local shops know that they can call me for an emergency. Yeah, we stock at the last minute. I will send Steve. Well, so, <laughs> well, so there's so there'll be this episode and then only one more one more episode. Yeah, and then we'll okay, take a yeah. break for a little. We'll take like a two week break. Right, and then we'll have a new season. We're basically like this mm-hmm. is season one, and right. then we'll have season two starting in January. I figure we. Again, discussing the podcast on the podcast. <laughs> they um, like to hear what what we're thinking. Like our last episode. Episode. <laughs> That's right. You got it. Episode. <laughs> um, should be. We have not been drinking <laughs> no. during this episode. No. Um. What should our final episode be? Is that I what think you're it should be about like um the whole goal thing for um like evaluating this year and then goals. Oh, setting okay. goals, right? Because like we want everyone to yeah be making their lists right. and setting their goals. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm up for that. There was like a list or something that I thought people should make for this. Oh well, no. Pros and cons about your life. <laughs> <laughs> My life. Good. Here's the good shit, and here's the bad shit. I'm gonna re-listen to it and find it. Whatever. Um. Yeah, like a a year-end wrap-up. Like the things that you and I are going to do personally for our businesses, let's just put it on the internet. The biggest homework episode ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. I've been excited for it. I'm good good with that because I would probably not do that otherwise. Oh, okay. But if I've been... That's what I look forward to. If I'm being made to do it, then then I'll do it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I do it in my head. I don't ever have. I don't ever do it with like much intention. Stuff needs to go on paper. Like I'm printing reports. <laughs> like I told Steve, I'm like write down any reports you want to see. He's like, what? Oh no. <laughs> he he goes along with it. He's like, I will pretty well. Thank <laughs> you, Steve, for driving us to and from Nashville both ways because I'm too afraid to drive. The drive to Nashville is awesome. Is it? There's a point. So. Part of it, I will say, the first, the Indiana part. We're not going through Indiana. Are you going through, through Ohio? Going through Illinois. Ooh. Interesting. So oh, wants well, to I don't know what that's like. Hmm. I, I would have said, I think we went through Indiana. So I would have said, Indiana, not exciting. It's, I think we're going through Illinois. It's a highway. It's not Kentucky. Then. Oh, okay. So once you hit, like, Kentucky, and especially when mm-hmm. you're in Tennessee, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous there's part of i think it's 65 goes all the way down into there dude i don't know and it's like there's a part once you hit tennessee Mm. that is like this amazing like idyllic curvy like you're driving through trees and i thought that that was um further south no it's before nashville because i've driven from um 
uh, Springfield to Florida. Yeah. And we drove through Chattanooga. Yeah. And I was actually driving then, which was frightening because <laughs> my mom specifically told everyone not to let me drive through Chattanooga. <laughs> I don't drive. Yeah. Like, I've never owned a vehicle. Yeah. Like, I don't drive. It's really amazing how many road trips I've been let to drive on, but I've driven once in 13 years, so now I officially don't drive. You're just like, I'm not a driver. I can't, no, you don't want me driving you <laughs> anywhere. Don't let me drive. Um, but yeah, I do remember parts of that. There's parts of it that um, are really beautiful. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, this is actually enjoyable to drive. See, I wasn't sure we were going to go through that part, but maybe. I think you are. Maybe. I guess it depends on where you're driving through. I just remember, because we've driven, when we drive to Hilton Head. Oh, okay. We either go through Knoxville or we go through Nashville, mm-hmm. like either up or back. And like, the, I don't know. There's just, I'm so used to highway driving in like Indiana and Ohio, mm-hmm. which are just flat sure. and billboards and gas stations. And it's terrible and monotonous. Mm-hmm. And you have to drive off of the highway to like get to anything that's like beautiful or lush or nice. Yeah. But. In yeah, in Tennessee and and okay. Kentucky, there's part uh, there's part in Kentucky as well that's very beautiful. I hope. Um, so sleep hope for the first good. part that's boring, and then be awake for the oh, second. I'm not gonna fall asleep. I gotta pay attention. We've oh. got lots of audiobooks. Oh yeah, up, and so. and this podcast to listen to. Yes, um, yeah, and then I figure like during our break we can um before the break we can recommend other podcasts or something to listen to. Oh yeah, I started listening to Heaven's Gate. Oh shit. Yeah, about the... Yeah, about Heaven's Gate. About Heaven's Gate. <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, um, we also have to start thinking about some legit plans for a January... Yeah, we've meetup. been talking it up for Because so we keep talking about it. Right. And before we know it, it's going to be January and we'll not have planned something. Right. So we need to figure out where that's going to be. Um, if anyone listening has a giant space that's just available mm-hmm. for us to use... Well, Let us know, because we'll have our meetup there. I mean, we should probably put feelers out there to see how many people yes, are even, actually come to it. Yeah, because yeah. maybe we don't need as much space as we think we need. I feel like we need space for 100 people. <laughs> I don't know how many people. Oh, what if we had it at... Maybe I should ask Artifact Events. Because maybe we could have it in the cocktail space, the cocktail lounge space in the back. Because if we do it, like, in a, on an off day... What kind of seating do they have? No seating. Oh. Well, we could rent Bring chairs. chairs. No, they have chairs. They have chairs. The oh, venue okay. has chairs. We could use their chairs. Yeah. I think it would depend on if they would be willing to let us use it for free yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe someone knows of a space. Yeah. Um. Or anyone who owns a door who's listening but there would need to be enough space for people to be in it but maybe only like 15 20 people are gonna come oh all right i'm having higher expectations for this than you are i'll like we would keep rec- my expectations low because we would record there right like we would have it would be a recording it would be like i i I've, I've thought of a few i imagine that it would be yeah. like a live recording with people watching us do it Weirdly, and then we and then we would be Is done. That interesting for anyone? Fuck yeah, it's interesting. Oh, okay, we're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I bet we wouldn't have to do it for an hour. It could just be like a half an hour episode or something. But then... But wouldn't we interact? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we would have like a meet and greet with okay. them. And then that could or could not involve recording. I guess that depends. Okay. I mean, we might as well make it a recording because... Why not? We have time to do two podcast-related things that we don't make any money off of in a week. No. No. These are all things that we'll figure out on our own time. This is very boring. I feel like the last 10 minutes of this has been very boring. Probably. So right. we should we should wrap it up. Yep, yep, yep. Because right. look, we're going to be already done. late. It's, it's already too oh, long. Oh, shit. See? Because remember, that's how it this works. This is like a quarter of my drive home now. Oh, shit. Um, what else do you want to say before we're done? I don't... I think You have nothing to say? No. I don't no. have anything to say either. All right. Goodbye. Don't be in... Don't have imposter syndrome. Bye. Bye.